Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Now to Trey Betty, brought to you by Asher Wrecker Service. 501-562-2293. Family owned and operated since 1980. Asher Wrecker, dependable towing and vehicle recovery service. Ask for Asher. Good afternoon, Trey. Hey, guys. I'll start you off with a question from our Asher Record Service Company live fan feedback. Uh, I don't know if this is Hertz Rent-A-Car or not, but nevertheless, Hertz says, how would the offense look differently than Browse offense from last year? Should we expect more of a receiving threat from the tight ends? I think so. I mean, they came out the first day and ran – two tight end sets, and so that would be a good indicator if they plan to do that more often. Plus, they've got Barkey's Gums added to the mix to go with uh, some young, talented tight ends also. Uh, you're going to see KJ, it's not like you're going to see him line up under center just a ton, like more than he's in shotgun, to be in shotgun more, but you'll see him line up under center. Uh, you'll see a lot of things that you're familiar with. Some of it's just like nuanced stuff that we, you know, probably aren't even going to notice. Uh, just a few things here and there about how they like to do things differently. But you'll see a lot of the same plays, RPOs and those kinds of things. Um, you'll see them go very fast at times. You'll see them slow down at times. Even sometimes you'll see them huddle, which we haven't seen <laughs> happen in a while. Um, what I did notice that I felt like was different, uh, I felt like uh, there were a lot more different variations of screens, uh, screen passes that they're throwing. Uh, also, a lot of throws over the middle, which, you know, that was one of the big things I was asked earlier in the spring was just, you know, can we expect to see that? And based on what I saw in some of the open practices and, and um, you know, in the red-white game, they're going to be throwing over the middle quite a bit more than, than what we've seen in the, in the past, too. So uh, those will probably be the main differences. I, I think, um, you know, you're you're not going to see – like just this dramatic it's not like going from you know the spread to the triple option wishbone or something like that but uh you know a lot of this stuff will be very familiar and there'll be nuanced things that you know most people won't notice but there'll be some things that you will like uh what i just mentioned steve good afternoon you have a question or comment for trey yeah, I do, uh, Trey. Uh, I'm not so worried about the offense. The de- on the defensive side of the ball, since we kind of have depth at the defensive line and a little bit depth at the uh, linebackers, are they going to run a base 4-3 defense uh, a lot this year? 4-2-5. And that's all I have, guys. Thank well, you, Steve. I'll ask you this real quick. Is, is Texas and Oklahoma joining the league yet? Not next year. Okay. So Arkansas, Arkansas can't be worse than 14th in the SEC this year in defense. <laughs> wow. So they can't be worse than what they were last year. So, you know, I was kind of thinking, first of all, it's, it'll be 4-2-5. You'll, you'll see a lot of four-man front. And they're able to do that now because of the work that they've done in the transfer portal on the defensive line. Um, you know, bringing in Trajan Jeffcoat, bringing in um, um, John Morgan, uh, bringing in uh, uh, Kibi Rose and Anthony Booker, in addition to the guys that they have returning. 
you know, on the defensive line, I, I look at, you know, kind of, well, I think this is an interesting way to look at it. So who do they have leaving them and who do they have coming back in on the defensive line? Really, uh, you know, Isaiah Nichols, you know, that would be, I would consider that a bit of a dis. Not that Isaiah Nichols isn't uh, replaceable from a talent standpoint. It's just, you know, he's from Springdale. He's an Arkansas guy. You know, I didn't want to see him leave. Uh, but Isaiah Nichols is out, and Jordan Dominic and Eric Thomas are out at defensive end. And in are uh, Trajan Jeffcoat, John Morgan, and Anthony Booker, and Kiwi Rose. I think I think they're going to be a lot better on the defensive line. Um, you know, you don't want to see Dominic and Nichols leave, but I think they answered that. And then plus, uh, some plus you got you know Quincy Rhodes coming in and Andrew Ford and uh, Caleb James and other guys. So um, I think that they boosted their overall depth. And then the guys that you have returning: Landon Jackson, Zach Williams, Deshaun Stewart, Nico Davier, um, you know Cam Ball. Tarian Carter, Eric Gregory, just to name a few. There's a, there's a lot of quality players on the defensive line now, so it makes a lot of sense to be able to run a 4-2-5. And you'll see them do some 4-3 also. They did it, and the way their 4-3 looks, um, you know, the outside linebacker, which we saw as Carson Dean and uh, Brad Spence uh, split out a little bit, uh, kind of like kind of playing the same spot as a nickel, just mm-hmm. being a bigger body. Uh, so that was kind of their – their four three look. I could I could definitely see Jaheim Thomas fitting in that role also when he comes in. Um, and they, you know, they I think they've upgraded linebacker too. So uh, you know and I would say probably safety is one of the weaker, you know, parts of the team. So, you know, three two six doesn't make as sense but as much sense. But uh, Antonio Greer and Jaheim Thomas coming in and what have you lost at linebacker really? I mean Jackson Woodard is off to UNLV. You know, not that that's you, – you don't want to see Jackson where to go, but, I mean, if you're just trading players out, Antonio Greer and Jaheim Thomas in and Jackson Woodard out from the transfer, and then, you know, of course, you you know, you lost Drew Sanders. That's going to be a, a difficult guy to replace. But uh, I think you added two quality players. Um, you know, Bumper Pool, you could say him too. He was banged up so much last year, it's almost hard to count. I uh, hope he gets back healthy, but – Antonio Greer, Jaheim Thomas, and then you have a wealth of younger guys. Chris Paul is going to be a better player. Jordan Crook, Manny Powell. So from a number standpoint, it makes some sense to do some 4-3, you know, uh, versus a safety where I think they're probably, you know, maybe a little bit weaker there. So, you know, why would you put two safeties out there and a nickel when that's not your best – or, excuse me, well, three safeties and a 3-2-6. Trey, I've, I've... – <clears throat> I got to get off page for just a moment. I just got this alert. The NFL's smallest city isn't big enough to host a Super Bowl, but is getting the next best thing. The league announced today, uh, the NFL announced today, the 2025 NFL draft will be held in Green Bay, Wisconsin. <laughs> really? Yes. How about that? The draft in Green Bay. Sounds like drive time sports needs to be there. And, uh, I mean, maybe, you know, uh, not draft time sports, but just Randy Rainwater. Mm. Can get it for a game before then, but. You need to go to a game. But I think, yeah, but uh, boy, the draft, is, that, wouldn't that be cool, though? Well, in it's November. Not that, and it's not that just, fun. In November and December, there's <laughs> always a cool dra- draft in Green Bay. Yeah, I know there is. Yeah. 
It's a, it's the frozen tundra, the real right. frozen tundra. That's it. All right, Trey, uh, we didn't talk about this, but let's talk about it now. Uh, Arkansas landed covet Juco transfer Amari Wiggins, a big uh, offensive lineman. And then also over the weekend, 2024 running back target Jaden Ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, start with Amari Wiggins. That was who I was talking about last week when we talked about the kind of the, the discrepancy with Sam Pittman's total on scholarships. He told you that they need a you know an offensive lineman, a wide receiver, uh, you know, a couple spots left, somebody who could snap the ball, uh, and then they he told I guess the other media that they had <laughs> one spot. Well, he was talking about you know he was counting Wiggins already, right, uh, with the other media. So that was the one, and it looked like. Wednesday that was going to happen, and then it looked like my days are mixed up. But I think maybe Friday it was going to happen. But they they had some people to to fight off. He had a lot of teams coming after him, and um, you know it's a situation here at the end where you know you've got some heavy hitters. Uh, you know I thought Danny put it well to me uh, the way he described it. It's not like to disparage him at all, but. You know, you've got a lot of teams out there looking to fill scholarship spots. So there's some big name teams that are coming after him. Uh, and Pittman, you know, said they need somebody who can come in in case something happens to Bo Limmer and uh, can come in and, you know, snap the ball. Because right now you're looking at moving Bo Limmer. If Bo Limmer has to come out, then you're looking at moving Patrick Kudis from right tackle to center and then moving Brady Latham from guard to tackle and then moving somebody else in at guard, that's a lot of movement just to replace your center. So they need to find somebody, and I think they feel like it can be Wiggins, who can come in and, and, and step into that spot. Uh, so uh, they had to fight off a lot of people there at the end. That's why it took a little bit longer. It wasn't necessarily wasn't a recruiting graphic or anything like that. Uh, it was just fighting off people at the end. Uh, so nice addition. And then Ball uh, is a guy that they feel kind of like Augustave, who – you know, they feel like he's going to really jump up in the rankings. The guy that's wanted to play several different positions. South Carolina wanted him as a linebacker. You know, uh, I think Georgia wanted him on defense. He had uh, a long offer list, and Arkansas likes him at, at running back. And the good thing about this guy is, you know, if it doesn't work out at running back, there's a lot of other things that he can potentially do. Uh, so kind of a, like get him here. <laughs> And, uh, you know, obviously start him out at running back, but if it doesn't work, then, you know, you can put him somewhere else. Uh, just outside of four-star status uh, right now, uh, nice offer list. Last running back Arkansas got out of Georgia was Rashad DeBinion. So, um, obviously, they want to keep that train going because there's a lot of talented running backs coming out of there. Uh, there's Jimmy Smith again doing good work. So, nice pickup. Uh, this from our Asher Record Service Company live fan feedback. Piggy Small says, question for Trey, are the players required to stay in town for summer workouts or are they allowed to train elsewhere if they wish? Is there any correlation between working out on campus and playing time in the fall? Anybody want to answer this? (laughs) I know what I'm going to say. (laughs) It's voluntary if you want to sit on the bench, yeah or enter the transfer portal. Uh, you're not required to stay, but you're required to stay. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And go to school. Yes. It definitely is, helps you going to school. That's so, right. I mean, mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it's it's been the last guy that I can remember, like from the high school ranks, that just decided to stay home. I, I feel like it's Jose Valdez, and that's been a long time. And I remember he came in, and I was surprised. I remember him winning back when I used to run gassers and stuff after practice. I remember like him beating people on his gassers. I was like, okay, well, this guy's been working. Um, but you just don't you don't see that anymore. I can remember uh, there was a quarterback a few several years ago, many many years ago, twenty some years ago, just decided not to not to do you know the workouts. And back then, if you didn't do the workout on campus, then you had to run a conditioning drill, and you know just didn't work out. And you know, long story short, I ended up leaving the team. So yeah, you uh, if you're going to play major college football, that's definitely a commitment, and that commitment involves staying on campus throughout the summer and working out, and that's going to start on June 1st, and they'll go eight weeks of that. So, yeah, there's no nobody nobody who's serious about football um, is, is not going to stay on campus, and um, they generally don't recruit people who aren't serious about football. And generally speaking, there's I know you mentioned uh, June 1st, but there's usually about a couple of weeks they have to go back home after the end of the semester, the spring semester, then, as you mentioned, the startup, like on June the 1st. So there's a little bit of time they can go home, but not much. Throughout the year, they're probably, I would say, 48 weeks of football. Yeah. Out of 52. Yeah. Yeah, you're right about that. Uh, this also from our Asher Record Service Company Live to, uh, fan feedback. Barbara says, player fatigue. Many times you have said bumper pull played the entire game. It became exhausted and because less effective. Why not just play him on defense? He did only play defense. Yeah, it was also said, on some special teams. Yeah, I was saying Brooks Ellis also. Oh, okay. It was Brooks Ellis who I used as the example because Brooks gotcha. is the yeah back when Derrick Henry and you know I believe it was 2015 that that game always sticks out because Brooks you know literally told me he couldn't breathe <laughs> he's out there on the field trying to chase Derrick Henry down uh, but I don't remember Brooks playing a bunch of other special teams roles and stuff yeah well bumper but it, also I mean here's the thing I mean you have you can't you can't just mail it in on special teams not on this level I mean it decides game. And who are the best special teams players? Well, the guys that can run and tackle. And those are linebackers, safeties, tight ends. Those types of bodies do very well on special teams. Trey, back to the uh, scholarship distribution uh, that you did by adding in uh, Amari Wiggins. But that leaves one. Mm -hmm. One. What do you believe will be the final target? And maybe you know something we don't know already. Maybe this target has already made a decision. We just don't know about it yet. But one scholarship position now left open. What do you, yeah, what? not not this time, Randy. Okay. Don't have a okay. don't have a guy in the bag. That no I crystal of, ball in your hand. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, th you know, there's there's some wide receivers out there. Uh, I don't know if any of their top guys are out there. I think you'd always consider a safety it might could just be a best available but my thinking at this point if there's not a guy out there where you're like you know we need this guy's going to make our football team 
better. Um, you know, if there's not a guy like that or if there's not a offensive lineman out there who's better than Tommy Varhall or Josh Street or, you know, one of those guys, then I, I say you consider awarding a scholarship to a walk-on. And so, I mean, we'll see. If there's a guy out there, then obviously bring him in. But if not, then, um, you know, I, I don't think that Arkansas is – from a numbers perspective, is in desperate need anywhere. Yes, you'd like to see one more offensive lineman. They could use one or two wide receivers, really. Uh, they have eight on scholarship, but, you know, uh, Davion Dozier is a four-star recruit who's coming in, but the other seven who are already on campus, all of them are pushing for a starting spot, so it's not like, you know, there's a guy that's just not going to work out <laughs> there. Uh, so... I think they're probably in pretty good shape. They may be, I mean, top to bottom across the board, they may be as deep as they've ever been. And it's interesting, I mean, you know, despite how much I said it and Sam Pittman said it, you know, wait till, you know, wait till the end of the transfer portal cycle before you decide if you're going to freak out on this team. But <laughs> when it was happening earlier, you're like, I mean, when everybody's leaving, you're like, oh, my gosh, you know, this is crazy. This is mad. You know, what's happening, you know? Uh, and then, you know, they filled it up pretty good. I, I think I would probably take what they have now. I know I would. I, I've run through it. I know I would take the additions that they have now out of the transfer portal versus uh, the guys that left. I, I don't think there's any question about that. So. Um. You're saying then the three-named receiver that we liked so well from Colorado. He's committed, I think, to Arizona. Arizona, yeah. yeah. I was, yeah. Montana, Montana Lamonius Craig. Yeah, I love those three names. But he's off the market, at least we think we think he is. So I say close up. What happened to the receiver, though, from UT San Antonio? He had some big-time numbers. I feel like he might still be out there. Okay. Maybe. Because yeah. I have not seen he uh, any any other commitments beside his name as of yet. So he may be the one lone target if you're still talking about adding one more wide receiver to the mix. Um, I almost feel like I need to turn this now into a daily segment, Trey. And that is, uh, speaking of Wyatt Simmons, Miami, Texas, South Carolina offered this weekend Ohio State is on campus today, and USC is coming this week. Is that not crazy? Uh, I don't know if I've ever seen anything like it. And that quick, uh, I mean. He, is he it barely have, two weeks old that he put out that highlight video? I feel like, I feel like that's about right. I've never seen anybody wow. just pick up that much momentum in a, such a short. Now, I've seen. You know, at the end of a recruiting cycle, kind of like what we were talking about earlier where, you know, teams are scrambling, you know, and trying to fill spots and maybe a guy just starts getting a bunch of offers late. Seen that. Um, but at this point, just for a guy to uh, just suddenly start raking in offers this way after just posting a huddle <laughs> video, <laughs> I just, I've never, you don't, you don't, don't see, first of all, you don't see guys get overlooked that much anymore. Um, but that's what happens when you don't go to camps and stuff. You don't put video out there, you know, on social media, then I can understand that. But most guys, that doesn't happen with. I mean, like, you know, Traylon Burks was just 
I don't know, Traylon didn't do any of that stuff, but he was, you know, he was discovered. He was also from Warren, which produces. Right. <laughs> you know, so you're down, you know, you probably you might be looking at somebody else, like, who's this ninth grader? Who's this 10th grader? Mm-hmm. Traylon Burks. Um, you know, I can remember Javante Herndon. It hasn't been that long. You know, Herndon eventually played in the NFL, but that was probably the last guy I can remember going into a signing day press conference and seeing a name on the board and going, who's this? <laughs> we didn't even have a profile. We didn't even have a profile for Javante Herndon. Uh, and he signed on that. And that's been, what, 2010-ish, something like that. Um, so it, it, stuff like that happens every once in a while, but it's this is definitely unique in this day. We're talking Harding Academy which is what, a class 3A, 4A school? Um, Searcy, Arkansas, it's amazing. It is simply mm-hmm. amazing. All right, Trey, we will talk with you tomorrow. That is Trey Beatty of hogsports.com, being brought to you by Asher Record Service.